My guest today went from doing 30,000 in 2019 to doing over 300,000 in revenue in 2020. In today's episode, we talk about how he achieved that explosive growth. He shares his two key secrets that made it happen. We talk about how to find the best people to follow and emulate to grow a successful business, as well as a ton of tactical and strategic advice that you can use and apply to your business to experience the same type of explosive growth. His name is Troy Erickson. He's known as the email paramedic. You're gonna love this episode of What's the Secret. So go grab a cool drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Troy, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Tom? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking time to come on. It's really interesting how Troy ended up on the show. So I've been on Troy's list for a little while. Uh, I've purchased a couple of his products, which are excellent, by the way. I recommend anybody listening to this episode, uh, check out what he's doing. And uh, we'll talk about that a little more towards the end. Uh, but Really great insights and stuff you have on funnels, emails, just marketing in general. In general, so when Troy sent on the email to his list and was like, "Hey, does anybody have a podcast? I'd like to be on one." I responded, "I was like, yeah, let, let's get on here. Let's talk this out." So uh, I'm really glad that you sent that email and uh, you booked a time to come on. Yeah, me too. Thank you. It's just all about. Uh, sometimes business is not about being super duper creative. Sometimes it's just doing the. The, the simple things and uh, the basics and reaching out to people you never know where it can lead. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, you know, I talk a lot about how most of the time it's just showing up, right? Like you don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the best. Like you just need to show up consistently. And like you said, do those little things, put in that little bit of effort. And a, a lot of times the, the non-sexy stuff is the stuff that works the best. Like I know everybody gets tied up in the, you know, the latest sexy hack and this thing, but a lot of that just real uh, authentic stuff tends to resonate and work better. Exactly. Yeah. The more stuff that you focus on at its core, as opposed to getting off on tangents, you'll find that it's a lot easier to focus and you can get a lot of quick wins that way. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Hey, one thing I wanted to, uh, well, let's start off first. Why don't you tell listeners in case they haven't heard of you or, or they're not on your email list, can you tell them a little bit about, about you, where you started, what you're doing now, that kind of stuff, and then we'll dive in. Sure. So I'm Troy Erickson. Uh, I'm called the email paramedic because I revived dead email lists. Um, and I got into this in a really unusual way. Um, so I always wanted to be a baseball player when I was growing up. And I took it like very, very, very seriously um, to the point where, like, where my dad and I, like that's all we did every single day. And it worked out to an extent. I actually had Tommy John surgery in high school, which is one of the worst surgeries you can have as a pitcher. But I made it to college and I like put in all this time and all this work. Um, and then I went through something called the yips, which is like a very like difficult mental thing where you kind of like lose your accuracy and ability to perform simple tasks, especially throwing. 
Um, and I got cut from my team as a senior in college, which was probably the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to me. Um, and I like lost my identity. But in the two weeks after that, that I didn't leave the house because I was too embarrassed, I kind of revisited this whole internet marketing thing that I had been dabbling in. Um, and I was like putting stuff on Upwork and I had, you know, a couple jobs under my belt, but I started to work with um, this guy I found on Upwork. His name was Greg Berry. And uh, he had this meal kit company he was a partner in. Gary Vee had invested in it. Um, they had some NFL like sponsors and everything. And it was going really well. And I kind of jumped in and showed them about funnels and showed them a few things with Facebook ads they didn't know. Um, so that company actually ended up failing, um, surprisingly. And Greg was like, you know what? Like the things that you taught us are actually really interesting. So I'd like to bring you on for another project that I'm going to do myself. It was called Hustle Island and it was teaching people the basics of entrepreneurship. Um, so Greg let me take the reins on that and like run the ads, run the funnels, like try this, try that. We bought like products from different smart people, information, um, and everything. And then one day he was like, hey man, have uh, you ever managed an email list? And I was like, no. He's like, all right, you got the job. Um, so I hopped right into that and I found out that email was probably the number one thing I enjoyed. Funnels were probably second. Um, so I started managing his list, made a lot of mistakes with it. And um, I really just used that opportunity to learn not just how to write emails, but how to make sure they deliver and um, make sure that people are happy and like figure out ways to upsell things and uh, deliver value. So that's where I got my start. And then other people started hitting me up for the same reasons. And a lot of clients had email issues, spam problems, uh, no conversion. So I just hopped in and that became my thing. I was no longer just this you know, email copywriter, but I was this deliverability expert. So everybody, um, I, I started getting in these groups and circles and a lot of people were copywriters, but I decided to be a copywriter and deliverability expert and call myself an email paramedic. And everybody started calling me that. And um, through the course of uh, several months, and um, like at the end of 2019, I was making about four to six K a month, um, just writing emails. And then I joined some masterminds, got some help in coaching from Copy Accelerator, Stephanie Georgia, Justin Goff, Ian Stanley. And then in 2020, everything just really exploded. The, the income went from like 32K profit in 2019 to over 300 in 2020. Um, in 2020 that is amazing, by the way. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And 2020 was interesting because that was the year when there was no baseball and online business was booming. So at the end of the day, it, it kind of worked out. Um, but that's how I got where I am. And at this point, I've probably sold somewhere around like 15 or $20 million worth of stuff over email and like writing ads and funnels and things. I don't know how people estimate that so accurately, but that's my best guess. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, you touched on a couple of things that I, that I, think are worth like pulling out and kind of highlighting. And one is you talked about just this internet marketing thing that you were interested in, right? And how you got this job working for the guy with the, the meal package company. And I think that's a, a great example because maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're just learning marketing or you're just learning how to do this internet marketing thing. And a lot of times I think people look at those big companies and think, well, they there's nothing I could do for them, right? Like, they're the big company. Like I'm just this little guy that's learning about marketing. But the reality is a lot of those big companies and those entrepreneurs have no idea about the stuff that you're talking about, about how to manage an email list, how to do like, they're just trying to figure it out as they go. And so 
if someone comes in with just a little bit of knowledge about how to do those things or knows where to get the knowledge of how to do those things, that's extremely valuable and a thing that can really launch you into doing this full-time or, or, or part-time if that's what you want to do. Yeah, a lot of companies are actually really bad at email. Um, and then because they're really big and they haven't figured it out yet, other companies see that and they just assume, oh, okay, they're big, they must be doing well. So they copy and then all those bad habits kind of carry over. Um, in the context of email, that's generally like running sales every day and coupons and annoying people and not really giving any true value or like reason to stay on the list. So if you can do that, it really helps you stand out. Um, and just in general with like these big companies, the thing is to find somebody, A, who's actually going to listen, like somebody at the company who is, you know, you're reaching them on a platform that they're going to check. And then B, showing them that something that's relevant to them. So maybe you make a loom video of their website or their funnel or something. And C, uh, make sure that it's something they haven't heard before. Um, because if they have and whether or not they did it right, they believe that they've already heard it, so they're out. So if you approach the right person with something that's specific and relevant to them and something that they're like, oh, this is new, then they're way more likely to give you a chance. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And so true. You know, one, one other thing I wanted to touch on as well is, so you said you're doing around 30,000 and then at the end of the year, you've done 300,000. So, you know, when you, when you hear experiences like that, right? I know it's very easy to think like, oh, you you know, you must have added a bunch of different things. You might like there, uh, there must've been one secret that made that happen. Um, but maybe you could talk a little bit about like from your view, from the inside view of that, of that, that growth, uh, what do you feel like was the thing that you did that, that fueled that? Yeah. So that's a, a good question. And sometimes it's easy and maybe I'm too young to experience this, but sometimes you look back at like something cool you accomplished and you're like, man, I can't remember how I did that because it just seems like you remember when you first started and you remember today, but everything in between was a blur. Well, fortunately, I'm still somewhat fresh off of that. So basically um, a couple of things. So when I was making like four to six K a month and then in 2019, it was mainly like I didn't have a lot of network um, and I wasn't able to just like tap into that my network and my reputation whenever I wanted to. Um, so just by like jumping into groups and posting one of two things like you know, on Facebook, uh, there's, there's a few groups I like um, where you would just go ahead and post either a, a relatable post. So like talking about some kind of like struggle or something you've gone through and eventually how you fixed it. And because it's relatable, that's what people care about. And that's where the entertainment value is and why people read the post and engage with it. Or B, you use something tactical, like something new, something interesting that they probably haven't heard before, like we were just saying earlier. Um, and if you take one of those two angles and you post it in a group, people get curious. And every person that likes or comments, I would just send them a message. And I wouldn't try to sell them anything. I would just connect with them and say, like, hey, thank you so much for reading my post. I appreciate it. And from there, like some people would pay me, like the conversation would go the right way. Um, so I focused on that. It was networking because a lot of people don't understand that that compounds um, like your name and your reputation. It's hard to see where it can end up over time, but it really does make a difference. Like everything you do today, there, months from now, there could be people that you were talking to that hire you for something. So networking is super important. Um, and the second thing was just focusing on one skill. And we kind of touched on that briefly as well. 
instead of just jumping around to every single thing, um, which is okay when you're starting out because you want to get a feel for what you like, you can make money doing just about anything. So you have to make sure you find something you like first and then stick to that one thing. Don't just keep hopping around. So for me, um, I was mainly just writing emails and managing email lists. So when I made that jump because of my network, all I did was take on more email lists to manage and take on more copywriting gigs, all with email. Um, occasionally I do like a sales letter or a VSL or something like that, but it all revolved around like writing emails and managing email lists and occasional other writing projects. You know, there's three things there. One, you're talking about being authentic, right? Just being authentic with people on on online and through social media and connecting with them in an authentic way, right? Not just trying to sell them things, which I think is so key. The the other thing you mentioned there was finding what you like and sticking to that one thing um, and the network. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. So I want to talk about the network first, because I think a lot of people have this misconception that, oh yeah, when you have an online business, like you're just alone someplace, somehow just making money. Like it, it doesn't work like regular businesses work. It's somehow different. Um, but what you're saying is it's not like the same things that apply for a a real business in a physical location and a brick and mortar place where the people have to go out and make connections and have a network and build all that stuff out. You still have to do those things online as well. And that's one of the things that contributed uh, pretty heftily to that growth that you experienced in 2020. Yeah. If you think about it, it is really similar to a physical business because if you have like somebody who walks in the door and you, instead of treating them like a regular business where it's like, Hey, how's it going? They buy something. It's like, all right, see you next time. Like if you actually take a moment to talk to that person or like ask them what they're working on right now and like not even try to upsell them anything. Like, sure, if they kind of walk down the path, you can do it, but that's not necessarily your goal. You're just trying to like stay in touch with that person and see what's going on and show you care. Um, and that's what builds a reputation in like a community, like a, a town or something. But this time your town is just online and it's in a Facebook group. And the more that you, you post and the more that you just give value to people and show that, hey, like you are a person and you care about other people. And it's not like this robotic like sales approach that a lot of people teach or it's like copy and paste this message and use this script and all that. Like, sure, you can have a general outline of how you want to go about it if somebody's interested in your services. But overall, you're just like checking in on people and finding things that are specific to them and asking how they're doing and just talking to humans. Like we, we always have an agenda, but sometimes you just want to talk to people and find out where they're at. And then the agenda makes itself obvious. Yeah. You know, well, and you also said the thing about um, doing the one thing and just doing more of it. Right. 
And I think like that is a, you know, the show's called What's the Secret? And it's interesting because I always think the real secrets of how to be successful, like I think most people don't want to hear, right? Like if you were to go to somebody and say like, look, I grew my business from 30,000 to 300K and I'm going to give you the secret. And, and then you tell them, I just did more of what I was already doing. They would just look at you like, what? Like they'd almost feel gypped, right? But like, it's such the reality. Yeah. And it's like, nothing is ever totally black and white. Like if you're building on a broken foundation, sure. Maybe make a shift like me, instead of just being an email copywriter, I became an email list manager who wasn't just writing emails, but was sending them out, managing deliverability and doing all those things. It's a very slight tweak, but in general, I'm doing the same thing. So when you do that and you stick to these things that are already proven to work at small scale, just try to scale up and see what happens. Um, I've been to several Jason Capital events, like the, the close, like intimate, personal ones, where you get to ask him actually very high level questions. And he was like, guys, like, I hate to tell you, but what I do is very boring. And it, I do it because it makes me a lot of money. Um, but everybody today, and I've listened to like Alex Becker and Sam Ovens talk a lot about this is everybody like with their cell phones is just on this crazy dopamine trip where like you're looking for the next thing because we're using our phones all the time and we're used to these like high levels of dopamine. So like sticking to one thing is very difficult because the dopamine you get from it is very low. But when you kind of like kick out some of those like shiny objects, then it, the dopamine levels normalize and you can focus on one thing and it becomes a lot easier. And then once you start getting paid and you're like, oh, okay, it does work. And then you stick to it no matter how boring it might be. Yeah, so true. You know, um, another thing that you touched on there was you, you mentioned a lot of people, um, you know, like Sam Ovens and, you know, Stefan Georgi and Ian Stanley and other people like that. How, you know, what is your kind of criteria for the people you choose to follow, right? Because a lot of times, one of the things I like to tell people is like, look, you need to pick the right people to follow, right? And, and usually, you know, I kind of have a my own sort of method for figuring that out. But what is it that you look for in someone when you decide like, hey, okay, this is a person I'm going to listen to. Um, how do you kind of evaluate that and choose who you're going to listen to and, and, and separate that stuff out? Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because it plays to your earlier point. Like, uh, so I'm in Stefan's Mastermind Copy Accelerator, partner Justin Goff, and then I just joined Sam Oven's Mastermind as well. I pay each of these Mastermind fees 30K a year for both of them. And I never went through a funnel for either of those guys, um, for any of them. And the reason is because I just watched their content. Like Sam Ovens, he's on YouTube just dropping dimes all day. Um, and then at some point, there's like a link in the description. I get curious and I check it out. Um, for Stefan, he did the same thing, but it was in Facebook groups. And you can genuinely tell that like, A, he cares about other people. And B, it's, he's just showing so much proof that what he does works. And both of those guys did it. They just did it in different ways. Like Sam was doing it on YouTube. Stefan was doing it on a personal Facebook profile and all these groups. And it was just overwhelming proof um, that what they're doing is working and that they genuinely care. Like the amount of times that I talked to Stefan before even paying him a dime, like, and he actually cared, uh, was like completely mind blowing to me as a beginner for, you know, coming from a guy who's sold over $700 million of stuff at the time. I think it's over a billion now, but he, he cared about me who at the time maybe sold like several hundred thousand, like when I was first starting out and it just blew my mind. So 
um, there was no fancy funnels involved. It was just like genuine care and good advice. And I could tell they practiced what they preached because they had results. Yeah. And I think you really hit the nail on the head at the end there when you said they practice what they preach, like really paying attention to what are people doing? How are they, you know, how are they conducting themselves and even living their lives? And if that's what you want, then those are the kind of people you want to follow, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's just those two guys have, uh, you know, been role models to me, especially Stefan, because it's like I know him personally now, and it's just a very special relationship. So, um, and, and that's what a good mentor does. They can take you from thinking there's some random guy on the internet to like, wow, this person is my friend. And it, it happens pretty quickly. Yeah, that's awesome. So since you're, I know you're, you know, like you said, this, this whole kind of rapid growth thing is new. It's like fresh in your mind. What would you say to the listeners that are listening to this right now that are still in those beginning stages, any, um, any uh, specific things you can give them that might help them uh, move in the right direction to, uh, you know, to start growing their business or experience some of that rapid growth themselves? Yeah. So I would pick out like one to three platforms that you really enjoy. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, Hey, you need to be on Instagram. You need to be on clubhouse. You need to be in Facebook groups, but there's no right answer. It's just, you need to pick out the top one to three that makes sense for you. And then just genuinely start connecting with people like we were talking about and reach out to people like we were talking about earlier too. Like I just sent out an email. I was like, Hey, we have a podcast. Um, and I got on some podcasts because of it. And there's been times where I've sent out emails to my own list because obviously my email list is one of my platforms. Second place is Facebook. Third, I'm not really sure what it is, but that's okay. I only have two right now. Um, so one time I sent out an email to my list and uh, I was like, hey, are you having spam problems? Reply and let me know. And there was a CEO of a nine-figure company that just replied to me and I had no clue he was there. So by simply putting yourself out there and connecting with people, and understanding that over time, that's going to compound with every single person you interact with um, and you have a positive experience with, they remember that. And sometimes they're just randomly like talking to somebody else months later and they're like, oh yeah, that, that one guy I talked to earlier, that one girl, like, let me connect you to. And they do that and everything just kind of like comes around and the sooner you're proactive about it and posting and you can see the long game. That's the thing, a lot of people quit because they're in it like, if I can't get a client within seven days, I quit. And those people don't make it. Like if I gave up in seven days, I'd probably have a nine to five right now, which is like the number one thing that I was trying to avoid after I got cut from my baseball team. So uh, that, that became like my number one goal. So sticking to one thing uh, is completely networking and understanding like, you know, like compound interest. Yeah, I think those are all great points. And I love too that you separated yourself out by coming up with the email paramedic, right? Like, one thing that I always found very interesting is when I had my agency, uh, I started doing this thing where in my signature, I put Tom Gaddis and under it, I put all around good guy. Right. <laughs> and what was so funny about that is as I started kind of going into the space of helping other marketers and things like that, marketers would, would email me and be like, Tom, take that out of your email signature. That is the dopiest thing. Like if you have to say it, you shouldn't need to put it in there. Like they would get all bent out of shape. But my clients in my agency, like they were constantly calling me. And when I'd answer the phone, they'd be like, is this the all around good guy? And like when they introduced me to people, they'd be like, oh, this is Tom. He's the all around good guy. Like it just became this kind of like 
thing, right? That they got behind, it was fun, right? It was fun, it was different and they got behind it. And I think the email paramedic thing is the same type of thing. If you can position yourself in some way like that. Now, the the trick to that is you actually have to deliver. Like you can't put all around good guy in your email signature and then be a jerk every time somebody talks to you, right? Um, and you can't be the email paramedic and not deliver results, right? Exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there who are similar to you. And if you do something that's the exact same as those people, there's a lot of people that are already ahead of you. And sure, you can like build relationships, but at the same time, why don't you just create your own field and play on that? Um, and of course, you want it to make sense too. So it's like email paramedic. I feel like that is pretty obvious what I do, but at the same time, there's no other email paramedics. So it's like, it's got a good uh, balance of like simplicity and curiosity. And then there's an implied benefit. Um, and to your point as well, like the all around good guy thing, it depends who it resonates with. So like, there's some people who are like, take that out. And it's like, well, A, it got your attention and B, the people that it's supposed to matter to, they love it. So um, there's a lot of people who will tell you you're doing something that doesn't make sense, but the only thing that matters um, is how the right people are going to perceive it. And if you're selling something, it's like, just keep in mind, people vote with their credit cards. Like a lot of people will say, oh, it's a good idea. I'd buy that. But when it comes time, do they actually? Yeah, such, such a great, such a great point that you just made there. Like go where the people are paying you money. Like if they're giving you money, keep doing what you're doing, right? right. <laughs> like it's ignore the other stuff. Look at other people in the same light. Like, I mean, this is why when people see somebody making money with something, all of a sudden there's a bunch of copiers out there. Um, and there's certainly advantages to being a first mover and like thinking of all these different things that um, can help people and they'll pay you in return. But you just got to find something that's really unique and uh, stick to it. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Troy, where can listeners of What the Secrets go to find out more about you, the product you offer and all that good stuff? Sure. So um, again, I want to be very personal with people. So if you search Troy Erickson, E-R-I-C-S-O-N on Facebook, you'll find me. But if you want to join my email list, which is where I tell the majority of my stories and things, um, I'm going to give you something just for joining. It's called my email FAQ doc. So basically I created this document that answers every possible question you could ever have about email. Yes, your question is in there, I promise, because this is based on like hundreds and hundreds of questions I've gotten. Um, so whether you're a freelancer or a business owner, you can get that at uh, leadparamedic.com slash email. Um, maybe it'll be in the description, but um, yeah, that's the, the most value I can possibly give out for free. It's all about email, business owners, freelancers, there's a lot to learn. That's awesome. I appreciate you doing that for the What's the Secret listeners. And I will put that link in the show notes of this episode. And you can find that at tomgaddis.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode with Troy and myself, go to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a review. We would uh, love to see that. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Troy, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking time out to hang with me. Yeah, thank you, Tom. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Again, TomGaddis.com. You can find the links that we talked about in this episode on the show notes there. I will see you guys in the next episode of What's the Secret. In the meantime, stay safe out there and practice aloha, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. 
Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.